0: And welcome in to the Blitz Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Kane Schwartz, back in the great state of Maryland, in the great city of Baltimore. It's 95 degrees outside, and I basically have no air conditioning, uh, but we do it for the people. We're here for the people. I'm excited to talk about our 20th ranked team in the power rankings today, and that is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Some interesting stuff to talk about with them, man. You
1: you hype for it? Yeah, as you knock over Mountain Dew. Um, yeah, I really wish we were in Green Bay right now, because I'd imagine it is much cooler up there. Um, gotta,
0: I'm back on my weather shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: back on the weather shit. We needed it. Um, going to be working tonight outside, and then going to orientation, where I'm probably going to be outside for six to seven hours tomorrow, walking, sweating, being unhappy. So that's uh,
0: exciting. Ah, That sucks. But we got a, a new turp in the house, so glad to hear that. Uh, but excited to, as I said, dive into the 20th ranked team today. And as you read the title in the description, you already know who it is. It is the Green Bay Packers, and it'll be uh, fun to dive into them. We can start none other with the quarterback position. And as we take a look there, they've got a new uh, new situation in Green Bay that they haven't had in a very long time. Uh, it was Brett Favre for many years, then it was Aaron Rodgers for many years, and now we have another guy who sat behind the previous guy and could be another, like, succession story, uh, but... So far, it doesn't seem like it. doesn't seem like everybody's confident in that. Uh, But Jordan Love is the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, heading into this year. Uh, Former first-round pick. Um, It was kind of a shocker when they made that pick. And Aaron Rodgers went out and won two MVP awards as a result of that pick. Uh, So, got to love that. Um, We have them ranked as the 24th best team as far as the quarterback position. So, what do you see uh, out of Jordan Love this year, man? Honestly. My hopes are pretty high because Aaron Rodgers was not the greatest last year. And if you just need Jordan Love to replicate what he did, Aaron Rodgers did last year. I know that they didn't make the playoffs, but Aaron Rodgers wasn't completely Aaron Rodgers last time we saw him. So,
1: yeah, I definitely think that is attributed to the weaponry that they had last year. It was a lot of young guys, you know, the one guy that we're like pointing at and being like, this could be the next big thing here in green bay was christian watson who missed a good chunk of the season last year and once christian watson came back the packers kind of got on a roll they finished uh you know strong enough i mean at one point they were what two and six two and seven somewhere around there um and they finish within you know a couple of plays of being able to make the playoffs in week 18 uh, as far as jordan love goes I liked what I saw. Obviously, you know, we saw what nine throws from him against Philadelphia last season, but he looked in command. He looked much better than he did in the Kansas City game two years ago, that everybody likes to point at. But I get it because what else are you going to point at? You know, what else are you going to look to when you're looking for Jordan Love analysis in the NFL? There's not a whole lot of film to go through. Um, But he was a good quarterback at Utah State. You know, he kind of had a similar situation to Sam Howe where. To a lesser degree, because Utah State didn't have a whole lot of talent to begin with, but the talent that they had left in his final season, so he was just kind of out there with, I mean, think about how bad the situation was in North Carolina when all the talent left. How bad would it be if all the talent leaves Utah State? And that's what he's playing with out there. So, didn't look as good in his senior season, but still ends up going in the first round. We've waited very long for this moment to see what Jordan Love could be as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I have pretty high hopes. Uh, One thing that I would say might hurt this overall team ranking, because while we don't take backups into account as much, unless it's a like Jacoby Brissett, Sam Howe situation, where we're not entirely sure who's going to start or Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson, Sean Clifford was not a draftable prospect by the eyes of most teams, most scouts, most people And he was picked in the fifth round and is going to be the backup quarterback here in Green Bay. And I know that, you know, this is the first time we've probably talked about the backup quarterback on any of the teams that we've discussed. If Jordan Love gets hurt, this is like all-time bad quarterback play that we're going to get here. Like, Sean Clifford wasn't good in college. And now they're trusting, you know, Jordan Love, you know, he's sat in the backup role for a while. But what happens if he's not very good? Like, it's not like a... They've got a Jacoby Brissett or a Gardner Minshew waiting in the wings. If Jordan Love doesn't pan out, like it's Jordan Love or bust and credit to the Packers for putting him in that situation where it's like, okay, we're not, you know, we're not going to keep hedging and waiting for you. It's, it's you or nothing now. So we're going to see how he feel, how he is in that situation, but I think it's going to be very fun to watch Jordan Love with this Packers team this year, especially considering their weapons aren't that great. So it's going to be him or it's not going to work.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, I mean, you can't say it any better. It's gonna be him, or it doesn't work. Like this is, this is not a team in win now mode anymore, man. Like this is not like we need to win this. Like this division could certainly be won this year, and you can make an argument that if down the line Jordan Love isn't playing up to standard, that they might go out and get somebody or put in a Sean Clifford, God forbid. Uh, but it's gonna like a lot is gonna have to happen for that to happen. Like I think Jordan Love is the starting quarterback. the entirety of this season without question and even if they do win like four games it's a learning experience for Jordan Love which he needs you know he needs those reps and that's something that he hasn't gotten in his first two years in the league so I'm looking forward to seeing what a former first round quarterback prospect can do Uh, Like I said, we haven't seen much uh, besides the terrible Kansas City game two years ago and a really solid performance against Philadelphia. To be
1: fair, with the Kansas City game, like I remember having this conversation with you on a podcast after the game. You know, they were in a position to win that game still against Kansas City. I mean, that was that season where Kansas City was like kind of wishy-washy. It was every week. It was like, are the Chiefs okay? Um they were in a position to win that game with Jordan Love at the helm, and you know a lot of people got on him because they only scored 12 points. Patrick Mahomes only scored 14 points. So, what are we doing here?
0: Yeah, exactly. But it's like I don't even know. Like, what would you call the strength of Jordan Love before we move on? Like, I don't. He's I don't got. Even know. He's
1: got a good processor. He's got a solid arm. He's at. He's got like the tools that you want he's not like a crazy athlete he can move kind of in the same way that Aaron Rodgers can pick up a couple yards for you every once in a while Um, but he doesn't really have like a super 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 good trait like you not like you're pointing at Aaron Rodgers with his arm or Herbert with his arm but he's good all across the board Um, he's just going to I'm not going to be like he's going to get the job done because he does have a good enough arm talent to you know and the extension of plays ability to create a lot more, um, but like you don't look at him and be like, oh, he has a rocket arm, or he's the most accurate quarterback in his
0: class, or anything like that. Right, and I mean, <clears throat> what we've seen from like practice clips and stuff in comparison to like when he first entered the league and now, he definitely has picked up a lot from Aaron Rodgers because he's got that like signature flick. He, now li- he licked Aaron Rodgers He has. licked his
1: lips in the Eagles game. He's got confidence now. Ooh. Yeah,
0: yeah, dude. Yeah. I I'm well, excited for nice. the Jordan Love era. Like, <laughs> that's that gives anybody confidence in their quarterback and the future of their franchise. So, gotta love that from Jordan Love. But let's move on and let's dive in to the playmakers for this 2023 Green Bay Packers team. And we got to start with the wide receiver one. And that is Christian Watson. Uh, Last year, he faced some competition from Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. He started the the season injured. Uh, Couldn't really gain the confidence of Aaron Rodgers because he wasn't really at camp a whole ton. Uh, Romeo Dobbs looked like he was going to be the wide receiver one for a little bit. And then week 10 on... Christian Watson tears it off. He has three touchdowns against Dallas and turns into a premier weapon for the second half of the season last year. Um, And as I mentioned, they got Romeo Dobbs on the other side. Uh, They also drafted Jaden Reed out of Michigan state. And you would have expected that we would have heard more about Jaden Reed, like to this point, but he's basically just been returning and, Doing like special teams working OTAs, which is definitely concerning uh, considering you spend a decently high pick on him. It kind of reminds me of the Amari Rogers pick a little bit a couple years back um, and how they just never really panned out with him. Uh, but still got the running back duo there, probably one of the best running back duos in the league, if not the best uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Um, and then they brought in Luke Musgrave in the draft. A lot of people liked that pick. That was Aaron Rodgers' pick, supposedly. Um, so, Luke Musgrave is headed to the Green Bay as well as Tyler Kraft. So, two uh, tight ends in the draft. But who are you most excited to see this season? You're killing me with the suspense, man. I really want to know who you're most excited How about right. on the Green Bay Packers.
1: I'm not cutting <laughs> that out. I don't care. Um, Definitely, Christian Watson. You know, we saw him at the beginning of the season last year. Like everybody remembers, with all the anticipation of well, now they don't have Devonte Adams. What is this playmakers group going to do? The very first game, it wasn't prime time, but it was probably on everybody's TV because it was the four o'clock game on Fox. Christian Watson busts a play wide open against Minnesota. He's you know nobody. I mean, the guys behind him hits him right in the hands, falls right out of his hands, and I think from right there, it was like, oh man. Oh, oh, no, because that was one of his problems was, you know, he's a big, fast guy, but man, he can, he really has a problem catching the football, and then after that, I think it was a week or two after that, he gets hurt, uh, so he misses a good chunk of the season, but then about midway through, I believe it might have been the Tennessee Thursday Night Football game, he comes back, and it felt like every year, for the, or every week for the rest of the season, he's scoring a touchdown, uh, and really... Like I said, gains the trust of Aaron Rodgers there. He's a really talented player. Like, I don't think we saw the best of Christian Watson last year either. And, you know, he is a rookie. He's going to keep getting better. The rest of this group is where I have concern. You know, Romeo Dobbs was fine. And I think a lot of the hype was fantasy related. And it's like, oh my God, he's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Wide receiver one, he's going to be his favorite target. That was the talk throughout training camp. Romeo Dobbs, while a fine player, is an ideal wide receiver four on a good team ideal wide receiver three on a solid wide receiver room and he's going to be the two here Jaden reed has a phenomenal name but don't know if i would have taken him in the second round uh he's probably he was closer to a third round prospect for me but the packers have their types for sure um which has kind of been (laughs) their thing for a while as they have their guys and they pick their guys um he's A really good route runner to his credit he's going to be a number two or three but he is a little bit slighter he's going to have problems playing through contact uh and really there's not a whole lot else to be excited about in this wide receiver room if this was just a wide receiver room rankings it's probably even further toward. i mean i guess they're currently 28th so can't go much further down than that um (laughs) but christian watson is what you're excited about here uh i think people would be a little bit higher on this if Aaron Rodgers was still here but obviously that's not the case. Uh you still have that running back duo in Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. You know what you're going to get from both those guys at this point in their career. Aaron Jones is going to play on second and third downs. Aaron jo- or AJ Dillon's going to get the first down work and anytime they're inside the five, AJ Dillon's on the field 100% of the time. Aaron Jones might be out there with him, but AJ Dillon's almost always on the field. Uh you get two really nice tight ends here and Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft. Uh, one of the main problems with Luke Musgrave was that he is much more receiver than tight end. Can't really block that well. And that's what Tucker craft's going to come in and do. Uh, you know, maybe I think they might run some 12 personnel for them, but Luke Musgrave could be one of the best tight ends that the Packers have had here for quite a little bit. You know, they've had these replacement level Bobby Tanyans. Uh, they had like one season of Jared cook. They had your Michael Finley. Uh, I mean, he's probably the best guy since your Michael Finley and, I mean, it's kind of crazy to say as a rookie, but he's got the skills to do it. It's just a matter of the fact that he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball here, as like all those other guys did. But very excited for the youth on this group. But I think we're probably still maybe one to two years
0: away from seeing them eclipse into a top group. For sure. I mean, what it has going for is that it's a very young group. Um, As you said, like Musgrave, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, all within their first two years in the NFL. Uh, So Jordan Love will be able to grow with this group um, and learn and obviously has the reps in practice with them. So got to love that. Um, But also, like, one thing we didn't mention is that Aaron Jones is probably the top receiving option in this offense. Like, I mean, despite having a really bad wide receiver core, Aaron Jones is going to be the guy that catches the most passes on the offense this year. I mean, he's a dump-off monster. And, I mean, in his, like, basically rookie season, I see Jordan Love doing a lot of that. You know, so they're going to be turning to Aaron Jones a lot. And that probably, like, I mean, believe it or not, Aaron Jones ran for 1,000 yards on the ground last year, despite A.J. Dillon. Like, you would like to think that he's the groundwork guy and dominates in that aspect. But it would simply not true. Like, Aaron Jones still got 1,000 yards. A.J. Dillon did have seven touchdowns. As you said, he's a big goal line monster. Um, but we'll see how that running back duo balances out this year. And it's A.J. Dillon's last year's contract. So we'll see if we continue to see this duo into the future. But let's move on from the playmakers. And let's dive into this offensive line unit for the Green Bay Packers. We've got them ranked pretty high. Uh, 11th out of 32 teams in the National Football League. And it starts with the vet, David Bakhtiari, uh, probably Aaron Rodgers' best friend while he was uh, in Green Bay, outside of Devonta Adams, maybe. Uh, but huge centerpiece of that offensive line. Uh, they got Myers at center um, out of Ohio State, I believe he was a third-round pick uh, two years ago. And then um, got John Runyon. I actually have John Runyon's signature on my wall right here. Yeah, I'm not going to tell a story. but Nah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell a story, but that's John Runyon's signature on my kitchen wall, which is definitely interesting to say the least. But this is a solid group. I'm excited to see them go this year. What do you think they can do? Who do you think they're going to help most? Jordan Love with the running game.
1: I definitely think it's going to be much more helping uh, Jordan Love. This is a unit built to pass protect. Uh, David Bakhtiari, one of the best pass protecting tackles we have now. Elton Jenkins is one of the best pass protecting guards, even though we saw him spend some time in tackle last year with David Bakhtiari out with injury. Uh, Zach Tom was a player that I kind of got to a little bit later in the process last year uh, and ended up breaking out for them as a rookie uh, was a more than serviceable starting tackle as a fifth round player. You don't get that very often. Uh, You've also got uh, East Henrietta legend, John Runyon here starting at guard now. Uh, And then Josh Myers, who uh, famously was picked over Creed Humphrey for whatever reason. Uh, Still with all that very solid group here. They're going to be ranking 11th for us. It's going to be, much more help in the passing game than the running game. And I like, I really liked Elkton Jenkins like a lot. I think that if Zach Tom wasn't here, he'd be playing right tackle for them, but he just Zach Tom is good enough to start a tackle and is going to be playing in a guard. It's really going to be a question of what David Bakhtiari are we getting here? Cause we haven't really seen him play consistently in almost two that years. True so yep. That's something that I would be worried about is, like, will he like jump right back into his elite level of play? Uh, But outside of that, man, there's not a whole lot of concerns on this offensive line.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you got to love it for Jordan Love. I mean, the thing we talk about all the time on this podcast is the protection you get early on in your career as a quarterback. And if you don't get it early on and you're running for your life all the time, your progression does not – seem to end up very well, uh, but the Packers are all set. I mean, they're, they've got the pieces in place to develop yet another great quarterback, uh, but we'll see if they can do it with this offensive line this year. Uh, so let's move on from the O-line. And let's start to dive into this front seven, which is also very highly ranked according to the Blitzpod consensus, as we've got them at nine out of 32 teams this year. And as you look down the line, I mean – there's no doubt in the talent on this team. I mean, they got Kenny Clark still on the outside or on the end. Uh, they got Preston Smith, outside linebacker. He's done great things in the league. Uh, Devondre Campbell. Um, I'm pretty sure he made the Pro Bowl. It was like a debate whether or not he was going to. It was, yeah, um, he either
1: did. He may not have last year, but I know he did the year before.
0: Okay, gotcha. But Pro Bowl linebacker nonetheless. Uh, second year linebacker, Quay Walker, in there as well. Out of Georgia, and Rashawn Gary, probably the all star of this uh, front seven on the other side. Uh, So, gotta love that, man. A lot of big names, they're really young. The really physical. I mean, what do you think this Packers defense, especially on the front seven, can do this year?
1: Yeah, this this front seven might be the best uh, attribute of this team, in my opinion, just due to the depth that it has, and it's because they keep investing in it. You know, whether that's a good idea or not, especially when you're running out fourth and fifth round picks at wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, and you keep getting, you know, you draft two guys in the front seven last year for Aaron Rodgers, what ended up being his final season. Um. Uh, but, hey, I mean, that's why we have them ninth is because they keep investing here. There's a lot of first-round talent on this group. You know, they did a similar – they've been doing this for a while. You know, Rashawn Gary got drafted in to be a third-edge player, was playing behind um, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith for a very long time before Zadarius Smith ends up leaving. Now Rashawn Gary is playing in that superstar role. And they've kind of set up the same way here for Lucas Van Ness, who they picked at 13th this year. Um, you know, mm. he's hiding down there behind Preston Smith. Good point I forgot. Was, yeah, I know, forgot about that. Yes, what the was fuck? The Another first-round pick, round pick I, they spent just, on a defensive player. They keep doing this. Was the 13th pick? You know. The year that they had Devondre Campbell break out and, like, they signed him as a free agent, as walks in as a Pro Bowl, you know, all-pro player at linebacker, they draft Quay Walker. They've got Kenny Clark in the middle. They draft Devontae Wyatt. They just keep investing in this group. That's why it's always staying towards the top. You know, when and Smith ages out here, it's going to be Lucas Van Ness jumping in. Uh, I really like Rashawn Gary he was phenomenal in 2021 was on a very good pace i mean i think he got as high as second as far as defensive player of the year odds uh at one point last year and then tears his acl or Achilles or something along those lines uh doesn't isn't able to finish the season out but if he can come back here and pick right up where he left off you know we are talking about a defensive player of the year caliber caliber player especially on this group where you know Kenny Clark is a pro pro bowl level player Preston Smith has been a pro bowler Devondra Campbell has been a pro bowler there's a lot of talent here you know Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker could take a step we saw a lot of immaturity from Quay Walker last year we saw maybe too much maturity from Devontae Wyatt last year whereas they didn't feel like they needed him to get on the field for whatever reason Um, and we could see really the strength of this team here with this front seven just because of the amount of depth that they have and being able to rotate these guys in and out and keep them fresh
0: yeah for sure i mean very impressive to say the least and i mean if this team can keep games low scoring and just get the bare minimum out of their offense i mean they could definitely string together some wins and possibly win this division this year behind a great defense who is aided by their secondary and their secondary is so nasty the front seven's really, really impressive, but their secondary doesn't come in too far behind that at 11, according to Blitzpod consensus. And it starts with still a top five corner in this league, shutdown, ace, whatever you want to call a shutdown corner. Uh, it is Jair Alexander, who honestly, like before last season, was starting to fall a little out of favor um, among the cornerback uh, quarterback ranks. Uh, but definitely solidified himself yet again last season. And then and alongside him, you got Rasul Douglas, uh, basically picked him off the street from Arizona. And then he comes up with the big moment last year, and he's been great. Was it last year or two years ago? It was last year, right? Okay, two years ago. Uh, but Rasul Douglas has been a nice pickup for them. Uh, they got Eric Stokes still, cornerback out of Georgia, who's been a really solid player. Um, I mean, this cornerback group is dirty, man. And then Darnell Savage got him on the safety group. He a Terp. Gotta love that. Uh, who are you excited to talk about on this group, man? Who you see shutting down who? Yeah,
1: this is weird because the way that this game is run, like Eric Stokes is going to be on the field 75% of the time. But the way that I've got the graphics set up, he doesn't really make it because he's not technically playing the slot. Uh, that belongs to, I believe it's pronounced Keyshawn Nixon. It just is spelled much differently than you would think. Um, This is one of the best groups of three corners as far as Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes goes in the NFL. You know, Jair Alexander, after the lights were starting to get a little bright on him and why he's not playing like a top five corner, he comes out last year and puts together a top five corner season once again uh, and is really starting to shut those guys up again. And now we're talking about him in that elite level. Uh, Rasul Douglas was fine last year, wasn't as good as he was in 2021. um, But that's kind of going to happen when you have what felt like a flash in the pan season for him uh, as a veteran and wasn't really an impact player for too long comes in as an impact player for Green Bay. And now he's just, he's a solid starter again, which is fine. Uh, Eric Stokes could very well take his starting job here uh, was much better in year two than in year one uh, made that pick. Cause when the Packers made that pick in 2021, it was a little questionable because there were guys like Asante Samuel still available uh, who was a great fit for this scheme they go with eric stokes but he's really started to come along here the problem isn't really the personnel uh we'll really quickly touch on the safety as well this is quietly one of the worst pairs of safeties in the nfl darnell savage has really really been bad the last few years uh this might be his last chance being a starter at least for the packers um then rudy ford was another one of those The Packers just found him, and now he's starting for them, and he's solid. Uh, But the problem really isn't the personnel here. It's the coaching staff. Uh, Joe Barry was one of the most disappointing coordinators, put together one of the most disappointing defenses last year. Somehow kept his job because Green Bay – is it really a team that's fond of change? As we've seen here for a long time, you know, Mike McCarthy kept his job for however many years longer than he probably should have. They don't have an owner that can step in and say, Hey, why is this guy still employed with us? Because they're owned by the people. Um, and Guttekunst just isn't really a big change guy as the president, because if there was a whole lot of change going on, he'd probably be gone too. So it's a matter of Ken Joe Barry's scheme fix itself you know he's got this problem where you know we we run this quarters off zone scheme and you just he doesn't make adjustments he doesn't change he doesn't send pressure you know he's just like okay we're going to rush for we'll be fine we'll sit everybody back and when that's not working he keeps doing it and that's why this unit faltered a lot last year Uh, so it really just remains to be seen what he's going to do to fix that Uh, not as much what these players are going to do to get better
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, Joe Barry was, <laughs> I mean, if it tells you anything, like I probably know like 10 defensive coordinators in the league and Joe Barry's is one of them just because of how bad he was last year. Um, I mean, it's very similar to Jack Del Rio, dude. Like, I mean, I hate to bring it into a commander's talk, but it's like you've got the defense on paper to put up top five numbers in the league and you're not doing it. You're not delivering and you're still getting opportunities. That's not how you should run a business, personally. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how it works. The, the Packers defense did start to come around towards the end of last year. Um, definitely started to play better as a group. Uh, but we'll see if they can carry that momentum into this next season. Uh, but let's keep rolling. Let's move on from the secondary. And let's dive into the coaching Packers in 2023. And we've got them ranked at 16th. So basically middle of the pack. Uh, for head coach Matt LaFleur, um, who is going to get his first shot at the head coaching gig without Aaron Rodgers basically telling him what to do and what co- plays to call. And, I mean, I just like, it's so interesting to think about how Aaron Rod- how much was Aaron Rodgers involved in the coaching. Like, we'll really see with LaFleur this year. I mean, LaFleur has been heralded by some, criticized by others, and he has a chance to run his own shift this year. Uh, what do you see the outcome being for the floor and the rest of the coaching staff?
1: I Honestly, I think it's going to go kind of well. You know, if we remember towards the end of the Mike McCarthy era, Aaron Rodgers was not the same guy that we see him at now. Like Aaron Rodgers was kind of wasn't a middle-tier quarterback by any stretch, but he wasn't like nobody was talking about Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback in the NFL towards the end of the McCarthy era. You know, he was kind of like, I guess, where Justin Herbert, is at right now, uh, like where he's like, you know, you can make arguments for him being in the top two or three, but he's probably closer to five or six. Uh, And then Matt LaFleur comes in here and within a year, you know, within a couple years, Aaron Rodgers has two MVPs. They're in the conference championship games uh, two years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And succeeding. And I think Jordan Love coming in here, obviously it's not Aaron Rodgers uh, throwing the football, but it's still Matt LaFleur calling the plays. I think you're going to get a lot of those favorable looks that Aaron Rodgers was so good at it. It's just a matter of Ken Jordan, love, uh, com- complete the passes, you know, make the plays that LaFleur scheming up here. I think that, you know, we rank this as an overall coaching staff. Uh, if it was just Matt LaFleur, he's not the 16th best coach in the NFL. I think he's getting a little bit, he's reaching towards the top 12. It was, a lot of what I said about Joe Barry was the main reason why they're closer to 16th. You know, Stinovich, or Stenovich, probably Stenovich, right? It sounds sure. right. Sure,
0: okay. let's try with it. Okay. Yeah, um,
1: is it going to call the plays here? is going to call the plays. It uh, was kind of similar to what we talked about yesterday with uh, Dave Ragone in Atlanta. Uh, but he's just going to kind of be LaFleur's right-hand man, uh, not really moving the needle that much as far as coordinators go. And then I just dug into joe barry so we don't really have to go into that again so 16th is about average like I said if joe barry if it was most other defensive coordinators i mean you got to think man is giro evero who we talked about in the panthers episode was available um brian flores was available was even, even vic fangio who's going to run the same scheme but is much better at it than joe barry was available and the packers stuck with joe barry uh and that feels like it's probably going to be a mistake and you know as close as this division's going to be and without Aaron Rodgers as small as your margin of error is going to be that could very well be the difference in winning or not winning this division and making the playoffs or not making the playoffs
0: yeah for sure we shall see how it plays out for Matt LaFleur and company this year uh the, the only thing I'll leave it at this like it's less the talent of Baron Rodgers leaving that I'm concerned about and more like You need a quarterback to call an audible at the line of scrimmage. I mean, there's not many guys you would trust more than Aaron Rodgers. And I just wonder how many times that that happened that we didn't know about, you know. So, like, it's really on all of LaFleur's shoulders this year. I mean, he's going to be calling every single play. And I know that was not the case when Aaron Rodgers was in town. He did not call every single play. So, we'll see how it goes, man. He has a great opportunity to prove himself this coming year. So let's move on from the coaching staff and start to wrap this up with the schedule. Uh, So strength of schedule for the Green Bay Packers this year is 24th. Uh, So good position for Justin, uh, Jordan love and company Uh, over and under at Vegas is seven and a half wins. And if you look at this schedule, obviously they play the NFC North. Um, It's going to be a competitive division this year. Um, But besides that, I mean, they don't face too stiff of competition. I mean, they played the Chiefs once, played the Giants once, um, the Vikings twice, I mean, the Chargers once. I'm going to go the over. I'm going to go the over on seven and a half wins, and I feel pretty good about it. How about you?
1: Yeah, essentially, this is a bet on Jordan Love because, you know, we talked about the defense, we talked about the offensive line, we even talked about the running game. Um, This schedule is not like overly hard, overly easy to the point where you feel like, you know, it's going to be something other than Jordan Love that would push them over one way or the other. I really think that this is a do you believe in Jordan Love or not line here. If you believe in Jordan Love, they can clear eight wins or get to eight wins. If you don't believe in Jordan Love, they're probably not getting there. So it's just a matter of what you believe there. I do believe in Jordan Love. And looking at this schedule, you know, I'm looking down here. There aren't too many games where I'll be like, yeah, they're almost certainly – like, they don't really have a shot in that game. I think, you you know, you got Kansas City at home. You got the Chargers at home. Other than the divisional games – At home? Yeah, I know. Other than the divisional games, there's not any games where you're like, okay, we're playing a really tough team. We're playing a team out of our league on the road here. I'm looking – Yeah.
0: And it's not like it's like fucking MetLife. It's Lambeau Field.
1: Your tough games are those two that we talked about. Um, Like, as far as outside of the division. And it's Lambeau Field
0: late in the season, too. Like, I mean, it's going to be the frozen tundra out there a little bit. Yeah. So that'll be good.
1: And like I said, you know, your tough games you're looking at are outside of the division. You're looking at Kansas City. You're looking at the Chargers. Pittsburgh on the road is probably going to be tough. And then, you know, maybe Denver on the road is tough. But other than that. It's really just can you win your divisional games, um, which I, I think they can. You know, we do have them third of the four teams in this division uh, in front of the Bears, but behind the Vikings and Lions. But Vikings and Lions aren't crazy far ahead of them in our ranking. So this should definitely be an interesting season for Pac- for the Packers. And like I said, it is this bet is solely a bet on do you believe or do you not believe in Jordan Love.
0: Yeah, for sure. And sign me up as a Jordan Love believer. And I think I think you're a Jordan Love believer too. So, like that. I I don't know. I'm high on Jordan Love. I've been. A, I mean, we talked about him the other day. I keep drafting him late in our fantasy mock drafts uh, for Dynasty. So I'm on board, and I'm on board with the Packers getting over seven and a half. So, all right. Let's really wrap it up here and dive into the ranking slide. So. Uh, On the offense, uh, across the board at the BlitzPod consensus, we have them at 21, and the defense takes a huge hike as we have them ranked 10th uh, among BlitzPod consensus, and we have yet another championship window that is closed without a year mark because they're just one quarterback away, but... It's interesting because I really, truly believe that Jordan Love could be that quarterback. And I don't think that you could say that for the other teams that we've talked about with the same situation.
1: Yeah. And that is the difference here because with those two last two teams we talked about with the Commanders and the Falcons, I don't think that quarterback is in house. You know, I'd say I'd give it a 10 mm-hmm. to 20% chance for both of those teams that that quarterback's in house, but it's very unlikely. I think the quarterback is in house here the reason that I have a problem with putting a year on it is I don't know when that's going to be, you know, Jordan love is in year three. This is the first time we're going to see him. It's kind of hard to say, Oh, well we need one to two more years of development from Bryce young or from Jesus from Jordan love. Um, we need one to two more years. Yeah. Well, cause I was thinking like, it's not like Bryce young where it's like, okay, he probably needs two years in the NFL to then ascend into that tier where right. we think this team can re- be ready to compete. We don't know how long it's going to be for Jordan love. Cause quite frankly, we don't know where he's at. We haven't seen him play more than two games in a row in three years at Utah, since at Utah state. So.
0: And boy, it's, he might've already like played out as experience. like, he might already be like, yeah. And he might, he go. might
1: be right there right now, which is why I was kind of hesitant to actually put like closed, closed. Um, but the thing is, like, there wasn't a whole lot of roster turnover this year. There never really is with the Packers. They let their free agents go, they draft their guys. That's pretty much it. Um, and they didn't really lose any free agents this year, but they lost Aaron Rodgers. And last year, this team was in the hunt for the playoffs, finished strong, sure. Uh, but miss the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. And even if Jordan Love is all you could hope he would be, and even if jo- Aaron Rodgers wasn't fantastic last year, I don't know if there's a world where you're upgrading at the quarterback position from last year to this year. Uh, and if they weren't even really like championship contention after like week two last year, much less being in playoff contention for a long time, I can't see them being in a championship window this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, me neither. And especially when you look at that wide receiver core, I mean, we talked about it already. Aaron Jones is probably wide receiver one anyway. Uh, But like you said, like they draft their guys at wide receiver. I mean, there hasn't been a big name wide receiver that's moved over to Green Bay in my existence. Uh, It's just, they draft the guys that they like and, you know, like they bring them up as Green Bay Packers. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, But it's definitely not a win now strategy. So yeah, I agree with you on the championship outlook for the Packers. It could be – I don't think it's this year, but it could look pretty good after this year headed into next year. So we'll see. But All right, man. Well, that just about does it for the 20th-ranked Green Bay Packers. Uh, we'll catch you on the next episode for a 19th-ranked team. Um, that is 12 teams down, correct, or am I doing bad quick math? God damn it. 13 teams down. Many more to go, and we're super excited to roll through the rest. So we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.